and DC, we're just hoping that you listen. Welcome to the Washington football team preview show, third week running. I'm still riding the high from last week, and that is KDOT. KDOT, how are you doing? Are you still on cloud nine after the game against the New York Giants? I'd say cloud nine was that night. Um, I'm probably on cloud six right now, but still riding the high. Still riding the high, still feeling good about it. I mean, more than anything, it's just Taylor Mania, baby. Taylor Mania. Dude, Taylor Mania. I, as many of you probably already know, I believe Taylor's the second coming. I've never been shy about it. What a game for him. But we're not here to talk about the Giants game. If you want to hear our thoughts and recap, that's in the previous video release that we did earlier this week. We are here to talk about the Buffalo Bills. So here's what we're going to do on this preview show. We are going to talk about the Bills' last two games, just very quickly talk about some facts, figures, stuff like that. And then we're going to delve into the matchups. We're talking the Washington football team offense against the Bills defense and then we're going to flip sides of the ball the Washington football team defense against the Bills offense and then we're going to get into our predictions and prop bets that we may like normally we do the injury report I'm not going to cover it this week because I looked at it and frankly it looks like everyone's going to play the only injury concern for the Washington football team is Matt Ioannidis it was Antonio Gibson but he's been upgraded to full practice so he'll be good to go and I'm pretty sure Ioannidis is going to go as well so why don't we jump on into the Bills overview of the last two games? Real quick, they played the Steelers in their home opener and lost 23-16 to 16 in that one. A bit of a surprise for folks that they would lose that game, but they did. And then a 35-0 road win against the Miami Dolphins absolutely smoked them. Tua Tungavailoa, the Dolphins starting quarterback, hurt after the second possession of the game. So Jacoby Brissett, backup QB for the Miami Dolphins, went the rest of the way. That being said, the zero points that Miami put up, a bit of a fluke. Five out of the 11 possessions that Miami had ended in Buffalo territory. So all they had to do was kick a field goal now and then instead of rolling the dice, or maybe don't throw a pick at the 15-yard line. Maybe don't fumble at the 30-yard line. Little things like that. So there are some sort of you know cracks in there on that Buffalo defense, but they are damn damn good k-dot what are your thoughts on the buffalo bills this season underperforming i I think right now uh everybody kind of buffalo has been that sexy pick for a lot of people as far as um putting them in the super bowl at least right there and i mean they got damn far last year and josh allen and what we've been seeing as far as the ascension but right now these last two games you can't really say are been a benchmark for exactly what buffalo's capable of or what we thought they've been capable of because the the pittsburgh game was an ugly one i mean nobody's stat line coming out of that game looks anything incredible i was looking and saying that buffalo's defense is ranked second overall in the league but that's week two shenanigans because you then have that second game against miami where Tua goes down they got jacoby Brissett comes in and the running game goes away and they're, they're, Buffalo knows they can just pin the ears back and just come back and come after these guys. And it, once again, like you said, that zero, the, the, that 35-0 to zero is a little misleading because if you look at any of the stats there on Buffalo's side, as a matter of fact, I was pulling up the box score because some of the stuff was like, oh, I expected to see some crazy, crazy numbers from everybody. But I think Josh Allen didn't throw for 200 yards. They've got two touchdowns and a pick. Then on the ground, you have Devin Singletary, where you look at the stat line, he say 13 for 82 on a touchdown. 46 yards of that came in one fell swoop on a touchdown run. So then you remove that. You're talking about he was averaging three yards a carry. And it's not like Zach Moss is doing anything crazy as far as running the football, but he did get those touchdowns from the short field that they had. 
So it's one of those things where you see a team right now that's really just trying to get right. I think around the league, you're seeing a lot of teams that are just trying to get right. Yeah, like you said, it's just two weeks of football. We're still trying to figure everything out. So also, you know, take the stats we give you with the pinch of salt as well, because again, there's still a lot to figure out. Like KDOT said, I think that was an excellent summary of that Miami Dolphins game there, KDOT. And speaking of Josh Allen specifically, now he's the 2020 MVP runner-up. He was spectacular last season. But I'm going to quiz you here because I'm curious as to where you think he ranks on three different categories. Completion percentage, where do you think he is in the NFL right now? Right now, uh, this year, through week two? Through week two. Plain and simple. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say he's got to be in the high 20. Let's say 23rd, 22nd, 23rd. 22nd, 23rd. That is a very good guess. He's 56% completion percentage. That's good for 30th in the NFL so far, which is crazy. 56, a low percentage in 2021. How about passer rating? Where do you think he ranks there? Oh, God. Just because I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, let's go. Let's stick around that number. I'm going to stick with round 20, 21, 22. Okay, well, he is 28th in the NFL with a do better, Josh. 77.9. Don't do better this week, though. Not this week. And then QBR, where do you think he ranks? God, now you sent 28th? No, no, no. This one, he's 23rd. 44.6. A full point higher is our boy Taylor Heineke. So, I mean, just to give you an idea of some of those names, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's playing great football. Sam Darnold's playing great football. But these are names you'd expect to be above Josh Allen right now. So, And he's turned the ball over once in each game. So when we look at the Washington defense, you know, yes, I understand being afraid of Josh Allen, but it seems like a get-right game for both. You know, Josh Allen's yep. happy to see the Washington football team defense, and the Washington football team defense should be thrilled to see this version of Josh Allen. What are your thoughts on Josh Allen so far, KDOT? Yeah, it's one of those things where I think everybody's a bit surprised, but it's it's because there hasn't been any wholesale changes as far as what they've been doing offensively. It's not like they've got a whole new coaching staff or anything, and they're trying to make things happen. It's We thought that we'd just see Josh Allen. There was a conversation he was going to be top five, or that he's in the top five top top three conversation right now. You can't say that after these last two games, but once again, everybody's sort of having that get right deal. Cause if you look at even Aaron Rodgers in green Bay, you take those numbers off of week one and then compare them to week two night and day. Right? So it's like right now, all these numbers, you got that one bad game, that game that you're still trying to make it figure out or make it work. And it's not necessarily, we, we don't have enough data to really comprise to see what it is that anybody's doing. But I would just say that, Josh Allen, like you said, was an MVP runner-up. He can play. He can ball. And anyone that's going to overlook that right now, expect to get hurt because he's, he, he's searching for it. I actually uh, I do the other podcast with Ryan. He just sent a photo of Josh Allen on the sideline with that mean look on his face. And I'm like, I don't want to face that guy. He's trying to get it going. Uh, he, he's really searching to get it going. And my hope is that he's just still young and is going to do too much and maybe try to rush it instead of what it is, just get into your rhythm and get going. But I think these last two games, you see the way they play. I don't think any of these teams have been able to really get into a rhythm, period. Yeah, and again, nothing to sneeze at playing the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. We all know they're really good, and they were in that first game against Josh Allen. And then the Miami Dolphins defense, yes, they hung 35. That was three rushing touchdowns by guys not named Josh Allen. So, I mean, all in all, it's early. He's played good defenses. But there still is opportunity in terms of his confidence level right now. We'll get into that very shortly here. Just quickly summing up a couple other things. The Buffalo Bills, how have they been having success 
It's running the football 4.7 yards per carry. And it's been consistent. It's not one outlier game. And the other was just like, you know, they were stuffed. Devin Singletary, 11 carries, 72 yards game one, then 13 carries, 82 yards and a touchdown, 46 coming from one touchdown run like KDOT had mentioned, but those are still good figures nonetheless. And then the Bills also have the number one scoring defense when you take away special teams touchdowns, defensive touchdowns. The Steelers had a special teams touchdown in week one. They only have given up eight points per game so far. Again, early days. Please take it with a pinch of salt. But eight points a game is eight points a game. That is good. No matter who you play, that is very, very good. So why don't we get into one of the matchups, KDOT, the Washington football defense against the Bills offense. What do you want to see? What are your thoughts on it? It's a lot of same thing, right? Like we saw flashes of it last week in our game um, against New York, but it's pressure with the front four. And I think right now you look at what happened a lot in that Giants game and Daniel Jones gashing the Washington defense for 95 yards on the ground. Josh Allen can move. And that's a guy who could still get some yards going if you don't get contain if you lose containment on him or that front four is not getting enough pressure. And those linebackers, which Jamin Davis, you've been doing a really good job looking at PFF and seeing what it is. He's ascending. He's getting better as time goes on. Cole Holcomb is just steady. Not anything that's going to blow anybody's skirt up, but legit, just solid starter. And we've got John Bostic, who does pretty good in rush coverage, but in passing, it's whatever. It's who are you going to have? Is it going to be Chase Young just kind of running spy on Josh Allen? Is he going to be the guy that's going to be responsible for chasing him down? We can't get him that comfortable in which he's going to be able to go in gashes because that's second level for our defense. Once you get past those four linemen, you usually got a lot of real estate with the way that we've been playing defense. So I think that's something that we need to make sure that we key in on is making sure that we get the pressure there for him on the front four and make sure that he can't get out of the pocket and start making stuff happen on the ground. Um, and then, like you said, on the rushing on that rushing side, Devin Singletary. Like I, I, I might have tried to take away some credit for him for that 46-yard run, but their rushing attack has been pretty good. And if you look at what Saquon Barkley did in that New York game, I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. I think he averaged like 4.75 yards a run. Um, he was looking pretty good at certain points. I still think Saquon has some of the worst vision in the NFL, but you could see that if they stuck with it, maybe a little bit, or if Daniel Jones didn't have enough, didn't have so much success on the ground where it came back, where it was kind of stealing from Saquon's carries, it looked like the Washington defense at certain points in time, especially early on in the game, could be ran on. I think as the game went on, we started getting a little more stiff on that, but um, that's something that we got to look out for. I mean, they've got burners. Is Stefan Diggs on the other side of the field? You got to make sure you're keeping an eye on him. So I, I don't know what our secondary is going to do as far as Stefan Diggs, because I think looking at everybody that we've seen, He's the best talent that we're coming up against so far this season uh, at wide receiver. So, but if you get that front four going, get Josh Allen under pressure, maybe he tries to force it to get something going for the season. I think that's the recipe for success as far as that defense. Yeah, and I mean, it does get me a bit nervous, right? So again, we've talked about Josh Allen's struggles and things like that, but now you mentioned the names of his wide receivers. Uh, Stefan Diggs, DMV native. We know how good he is here. And people in the DMV love Stefan Diggs, Maryland guy. I mean, he is box office. He runs some of the best routes in the NFL. And we've had trouble covering the likes of Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. If Darius Slayton doesn't drop that ball, we're looking at 0-2 right now. So 
now we're talk, talking about Stefan Diggs. We're talking about Emmanuel Sanders, who's been there, done that on so many teams. He's not moving around because he sucks. He's moving around because he's trying to find the best opportunity for himself. Who wouldn't want to play with Josh Allen? And then Cole Beasley, in the news for better or worse, is a very productive NFL wide receiver. So we certainly have our work cut out for us in the secondary. Getting pressure with that front four is an absolute must. It's actually one of my keys of the game is to just show some pride. You know, we came into this season supposedly going to be arguably the top defense in the NFL. We've been anything but. KDOT, do you think this could be a get-right game for our defense? I'm hoping so. I mean, that that's the thing. Every week we go into it hoping. And we, we did see flashes of it in the New York game. Um, you look at the amount of sacks that the team has now. It is a bit of a surprise that none of them are Chase Youngs at this point. But you start seeing some of the other guys are getting it going. The interior of the defensive line, Jonathan Allis playing lights out. Deron Payne has looked really, really good. Um, Mons has sweat. You see him around in the plays a lot, getting some pressure. Chase Young, whether it be the double teams or just how quick the ball's been getting out, he hasn't gotten home that much just yet. But we're we're really hoping I'm I'm hoping that it's one of these games we get right. And I think as we go a little further on as far as what I think the predictions are, I think this is an opportunity and I think that I think we might see some of these guys get better on that defensive line. Yeah. Uh, and so now let's boil it down for, for the audience here. Give one or two keys on the defensive side of the ball to have success against the Bills offense. Like every freaking week, pass rush with the front four. We have to do it. The moments that we don't have it is a moment we're getting gashed nonstop. It happens to us week these last two weeks. If we're not getting pressure on those quarterbacks to make those mistakes, we're, we're, it's going to be a long day. And you saw the tides change in that game when we were getting pressure. We have to do it, and we have to do it consistently. I, I'd argue that Josh Allen is the best quarterback we've come up against this year, and I think Stephon Diggs is the best weapon we've come up against this year. We've got to do that. Front four pressure. And number two, stop the run. I don't care if it's Josh Allen, Singletary, Zach Moss, whoever, digs out of the backfield, stop. The run. Do not let these guys run loose in the second level with a lot of space. You know what? This this is actually a very interesting segment here because my keys somewhat align, but you could also argue they're flipped based on what you said. So key number one for me is actually Devin Singletary. I don't mind if he eats a little bit, funnily enough. I know 11 carries for 72 yards, 13 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown, but there is something else Devin Singletary loves to do put the ball on the turf he has fumbled three times this season already it's just been two games three fumbles for him Zach Moss has fumbled one as well these running backs are going to cough the ball up and that's how we're going to get our turnovers here in my opinion Josh Allen had a couple fumbles as well in week one so this team has a fumbling problem it's a Super Bowl pick for some people the Buffalo Bills so I really think let Devin Singletary have some early success. You're not going to be like, oh, go ahead. No, we're not going to do that. But if they do have success, I just, audience, I don't want you to panic because I do think there are opportunities for turnovers every single time Devin Singletary touches the football. Think about it. 24 touches, he's fumbled two. I mean, I mean that's, that's crazy. Or I'm sorry, he's fumbled three. One in every eight. That's insane, okay? So you can definitely get something there. That's key number one, Devin Singletary, double-edged sword. Very good running back, but also puts it on the turf. And key number two, force the Bills' passing game to beat you. Josh Allen might be a little low on confidence right now. He could erupt, but I want Josh Allen to be in the pocket. Notice it's implied that contain him. It's the passing game. 
right? Josh Allen running, we're toast if we let him get outside. We saw what we made Daniel Jones look like. Lamar Jackson would run for 300 yards against us. So Easily. let's see. Yeah, so let's see what Josh Allen could do from the pocket because delving a bit deeper, and I love to delve deeper on stats, five batted balls at the line for Josh Allen. That is a league worst, okay? So he's getting those things tipped, and you never know. Those linebackers that have struggled in coverage might get an interception out of that. And then the second one is 16 bad throws so far, according to advanced analytics. That is third worst in the NFL. So something's going on with Josh Allen. Yes, it's early, but if he doesn't get it right early, then we could see some success. Now let's flip the script. Let's flip the other side of the ball and talk about the Bills' defense against our Washington football team offense. So, KDOT, what are your thoughts on this matchup? And also, what are your thoughts on Taylor Heineke and what he probably needs to do in this game? It's, I mean, this is the Taylor Heineke show, right? Like, this is, this, this is what it's coming down to. I mean, right now, I've got, this is the first time we've seen him play on the road. Um, so this is, this is big. Um, a, every game that he's played for us, and even when he had the start in Carolina, it's been at home. So I, I am excited to see what happens with him on the road. We know Buffalo is a place that can get kind of loud, so Lord knows. But I, I got faith in Taylor, the new uh, Bud Light spokesperson, because Heine can fuck that up. Um, <laughs> terrible. Unforgivable. But there's a uh, – but. I think right now what we're looking at as far as in that defense or for, for what, what Buffalo's defense has been able to do recently, that Pittsburgh game, as far as these guys, they, I mean, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't any crazy game on either side. I think it was a defensively led matchup. A lot of the points and everything you see the, the yard totals were really, really low in that game. It was a lot of field position is dependent on where it is you're scoring and turning the ball over. And that Miami game defensively, as soon as tool went out, it was game over. I mean, they they knew. And Sean McDermott is a damn good defensive coordinator. I think he's going to scheme up a lot. But there's one thing that Sean McDermott has a lot of experience with, or there's one person he has a lot of experience with, which is Ron Rivera, which I'm hoping that he was there in the room with Taylor this week trying to figure out what it is that they're going to do on defense and trying to counter some things there with it. I think, this, I think our offense needs to kind of figure out what its identity is going to be. Um, I, I think that this is one of these games in which we can kind of do that. Like, when I think about this team and you think that you've got a Taylor Heineke in there, you wouldn't think that we're getting dropped. We're dropping back 46 times to throw the ball or that Taylor Heineke would have the break the record or be in the top running of most, uh, most completions in the first three career starts or something yeah, stupid. That's correct. It's, it's, it's like, I, I wouldn't expect that when you have that running back group than which we've kind of lauded going into this year with Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick catching the ball out of the backfield. And he had a pretty good game last week. And, uh, and, and Jared Patterson, who I'm still trying to figure out why he's not on the field more often. But I think with Taylor, it's going to be getting him in a rhythm really, really early. Um, I think that Taylor understands the key to anything on the Washington offense. Get the ball in Terry's hands and do it early and often. And he can make things happen. The dude's catch radius is insane. I think that right now Taylor's going to do a lot just trying to get the ball to Terry, and I'm good with it. But beyond that, I really want to see us establish a significant running game going in through this game. I want that to be a bigger part of the identity of the Washington football team and not drop back 50 times. Okay, so it seems like key number one, get your best weapon involved in Terry McLaurin. Again, like Always. you said, the, the catch radius is outrageous. You could see it. He had 14 targets, 11 catches, over 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Get Terry involved. It helps calm everyone down. It's a really, really good point, and I think people maybe overlook it. This is Taylor Heineke's first ever road start. How will he deal with a very hostile 
Buffalo environment, those guys used to be 5-11 and 11 routinely, and they would still sell out their stadium and still be jumping through tables before games and things like that. So it is going to be a very interesting environment there. And if I'm hearing you correctly, KDOT, it sounds like weapon number two in this case is going to be Antonio Gibson, right, as opposed to maybe a Logan Thomas. Or Deami Brown actually had a decent game as Demer well. had a really good game. I mean, yeah. I'm still waiting for Curtis Samuel. It's probably my biggest X factor on the Washington offense because I think that's going to dynamically change a lot. But I just want to see the running backs more involved. I, I, I like what I'm seeing with J.D. McKissick catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he had a pretty good game. Uh, as a matter of fact, looking at Taylor's stats last week, but he threw the ball so damn much. And then we had like four or five guys with four or five catches. Like he spread the ball around quite a bit. I just want to see certain guys get a role going. I really want – you're going to keep hearing me say the name, Jared Patterson, Jared Patterson, Jared Patterson. I need the front – I need our offensive line to get kind of mean and to get that – get some sort of established there. I, I'd like to see that happen um, probably more than anything on offense right now. I just want us to be able to punch people in the mouth. Yeah, and I actually want to give the offensive line from last week a round of applause because I think they did very, very well against the Giants. and historically they've not done that well against the Giants for whatever reason but they did keep it together for Heineke so again he started slow last week but then settled into the game and let's hope for more of that I'll give you my two keys to the Washington football team offense against the Bills defense beginning with number one score first quarter points the Buffalo Bills have not given up not only first quarter points, they've not given up first half points this season. Now they had the shutout, but against the Steelers, they were up at halftime and the Steelers had a big old donut at halftime. So I want to see how the Bills react to maybe trailing in the game. So if we get if we win the coin toss, maybe don't defer. Maybe go for it and see what we can do at 0-0 and hit them early. I don't care if it's a field goal. Just go up in this game. And let's see what happens with Josh Allen, what happens with Singletary, with Diggs, et cetera. Because Diggs, one thing we do know is if they go down 10 nothing, for example, he's going to get frustrated. And he's going to show it on the sidelines. And that's nothing but good news for us. Okay, so that's key number one, which is first quarter points. Let's hit the ground running. And then number two, protect Taylor Heineke. This does not fall just on the offensive line, though. Taylor, if you can use your legs, do it. Do it. Be yourself. We have signed you. We haven't signed a game manager. We've signed you to a two-year, basically $9 million deal. Be who you are. You like to improvise. You like to use your legs. If the Buffalo, you know, if the Buffalo Bills get to you because they have eight sacks on the season, seven different players have done it. So it's not just one guy you need to look out for. They are going to get to you. Just if you need to play some backyard football, I'm signing myself on. Just go ahead and do what you have to do to keep yourself safe because Tua left the game early and Ben Roethlisberger left the game hobbling a little bit against the Buffalo Bills. And we know Taylor Heineke has a rep for getting hurt. We could see Kyle Allen in this game if he doesn't take care of himself. So I really want to see Heineke just finish the game. And in order to do that, O-line, continue protecting him. And Taylor, protect yourself. Throw it away. If you need to take a sack, just make sure you do it safely. Whatever. Just come out of this game relatively unscathed. Those are my key points. KDOT, any final key points on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, hold on the football. No turnovers. I, I'd like, I, I think this game is going to be too close for turnovers. So, Taylor, uh, Scott Turner, that play at the end of that Giants game, that almost ended in absolute horror for us. We need to, Taylor, you got to be smart with the football. You got that little bit of 1992 Brett Favre in you. 
less less of the picks. <laughs> you can live on another play. All right, there's a lot of that, and it's only a Gibson holding on the football. Um, I know he, he, he I'm not going to say he has a fumbling issue, but it's still ingrained in my mind seeing what happened uh, week one. So no turnovers, just take care of the football. I think what you were saying more than anything, as far as Taylor making the right decisions, just do not give them easy turnovers. Yeah, no, a hundred percent agree there. And Taylor overall, I think has done a good job protecting the ball outside of that first drive where he could have had a pick on the very first play. And then, you know, the second to last drive with the Bradbury interception overall, I think he's done well. Um, and even in the other games he's played for us, he's done well. Keep that going, Taylor, because we do need to protect the football. No turnovers, like KDOT was saying. On to predictions and any potential prop bets. This is the line. It started at nine and a half for Buffalo. Buffalo, nine and a half point favorites. It has dropped. You could say crashed. It is seven and a half now. You normally don't see a line move two full points. And at the time of this recording, it's Thursday evening. So, I mean, it could still move. And if you look at the juice, for those of you who know what that is, basically it just means that if you bet on Washington plus 7.5, you actually make less money than if you bet on Buffalo at seven and at seven and a half point favorites. So this could even move to seven. This could even move to seven. So we'll see what happens. KDOT, what is your prediction of this game? Over under is 45 and a half, by the way. Yeah, we're not getting to 45. At least I don't see it happening, right? I think this is probably going to be an ugly game. I, I, I think that offensively, Buffalo right now hasn't had everything click just yet. I think our defense is in a point where we, they're, they're riding the high off that New York game, and I think that defense that we have is very, very much an energy-dependent group. Um, and I think right now the Buffalo defense, and I, I do appreciate Sean McDermott, and they haven't given up a lot of points at least. Uh, the, Buffalo defense has not given up a lot of points offensively, as you've talked about, um, to the offenses that you talked about earlier in the game. So I really think this is going to be a low-scoring affair. I, I think that we're going to see sacks. We're going to see maybe a couple turnovers. I, I'm probably looking at 2017, and I think Buffalo pulls it out. I just uh, we we were too close against the New York Giants team, which we all think was inferior. Um, I, I think Buffalo is a much better team, and as they're ascending, we can ascend too. We're just not necessarily on their level just yet. Okay, fair enough. So 20 to 17, Buffalo. Now that shows that Washington covers. It is under the 45 and a half. Funnily enough, KDOT, I have written here. Um, I would show it, but I think it just would look bad on camera. 20 to 17, Washington. I do think we're going to end up pulling this out. Sometimes you need a road game to pull together as a unit. And I do think the Washington football team defense, we got Chase Young, we got Montez Sweat, Jamin Davis has played really well in that last game. And I think the secondary takes some pride this time. Landon Collins got appropriately blasted for some horrendous coverage including the Darius Slayton drop where he jumped a route no need to do it no need to do it but I think that this Washington football team defense is catching Josh Allen at a good time I think that we are arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL I think we show it and limit the bills to 17 points and I think Heineke is just crazy enough to get it done 20 to 17 heck maybe it's another Dustin Hopkins game winner in Buffalo in Orchard Park we shall see any prop bets that you like, KDOT. No, not none. And the thing is that I'm not, I'm not even, I, I don't even fault you for your prediction. I think it could easily go that way, and I'm rooting for it to go that way. I just think it's going to be whoever wins in the turnover column is going to win this game. It's going to be a close one. Um, but no, no prop bets. I've got nothing. Obviously. I really don't know. I just, I don't know. 
I, I, I knew that the New York game, Daniel Jones just plays better against us, but I didn't expect this to end up the way it did at all. And I look at Buffalo and just on paper, the way I think about that team and how good I think that team is and how they're underperforming. I don't know if the lights turn on against us, but also I don't know the biggest wild card in the NFL, Taylor Heineke, baby. What's going to happen? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but you got to tune in. You absolutely have to tune in. We are must-watch TV right now. And I think that's just going to wrap it up from us. This is District Divided, DC Sports Podcast, covering the Washington football team every week with this Washington football team preview show. If you enjoyed it, if you enjoyed the in-depth analysis, or if you found it, you know what, this is so light. These guys are hilarious. Let's make fun of them. Please share it, and please like the video, and please subscribe. We would love to have you guys join us every week. And comment below on what you think is going to happen. If you're on Spotify, catch us on YouTube. And Please, again, comment below and let us know what your thoughts are on this analysis and on this game. And we are looking forward to seeing you on the other side of this. Once again, I have Washington winning 20-17. to KDOT has Buffalo winning 20-17. to His probably a bit more likely to happen. But we will see you guys next week, and we'll see you on the other side. Take it easy. Bud Light only this weekend, people. <laughs> Drink only Bud Light, the exclusive beer of Taylor Heineke. Damn right. <laughs>